0: Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow, committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists.
1: I am Rochelle Estrada, the vice president for WPSPJ, and you are tuning in to our second episode based on our tour of the 1010 Winds News radio station in New York. I am here today with WPSPJ Secretary Andrew Herbst. Woo!
2: Thank you Rochelle for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to this next uh to the next part of the podcast
1: i'm excited too it's always fun being able to have different students here with me it's one of my favorite things about this podcast actually being able to have different people that have been in our wpspj events and being able to just talk about the experiences especially because we were given the unique experience of being able to be in a radio station um was it was this your first time being in a radio station it was
0: it
2: it was really cool to see it up close in person like, and, and to see like, all the action and everything that, and everything that goes on, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience for sure.
1: Definitely, I had never been in a radio station either. It was my first time as well. And even more, it was even more incredible because it was at 1010 Winds, which is the radio station of my dreams, as I mentioned in the previous episode. So being able to be in a radio station, it was definitely very exciting and enjoyable because it seems very private. You know, you have your own different studios and different people kind of record in different cubicles. So I found that to be very interesting when we were in the newsroom. So I'm glad that you definitely were able to enjoy that. And would you say that you learned anything about working in the radio from being there that was interesting or it opened your eyes a bit?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I would say I just how to be a good writer and um, just that writing is important and just, and then, you got, and then you have to be kind of like short, quick sentences sound like print so it's, it's it's about like just trying to get to the point and making sure that your readers under, understand right away what it is that you're trying to convey in your message for sure.
1: Definitely, radio news writing is very different from print. It's something that I have practiced at least once or twice in my free time, and I definitely had to rewire my mind a bit because it's more faster pace because you're writing like you talk. And in print, that's not always the case that you have to write so much, like how you talk, there's kind of like a set way to writing a print news story that's different from a radio news story. So that's definitely a very interesting observation, Andrew, that you actually pointed out. And what's really great about pointing out different ways of writing is that you are given the opportunity to be able to experiment, especially in college, with these different ways of writing by actually being involved in these organizations because in William Patterson we not only have extracurriculars for print journalists and broadcast journalists but we even have our award-winning radio station which is called Brave New Radio um, right now I've no few people from Brave New Radio and it's a really great station for people that not only are able to listen to R&B music but are also able to just hear student voices from the radio station they do on airs when it comes to having anchors read news stories, and they also write news stories too. So it definitely is a great avenue for people that are interested in the radio to be able to have their start in college radio because you never know where it could take you.
2: Absolutely. it gives students it gives students great experience and exposure and how to write and and be in the radio. So it's a really good stepping stone for students who who want to become who want to become broadcast journalists.
1: Very, very true. In our last episode, we heard from Ten Ten Wins news anchor Bud Mishkin. Hearing his voice in person instead of on the radio was definitely really, really incredible. Especially because he had so many stories to tell of his own experiences of profiling interesting New Yorkers and covering the New York Knicks. Now, Andrew, I know you're really into sports. So, how did it feel being able to talk to a professional sports broadcaster from the newsroom?
2: It was really cool to. Hear, it was really cool to get to hear stories up close and like. I just enjoyed enjoy getting, like, getting to know him and to just hear what he had to say because it was my first time and it was really fun just to hear, hear his background. And I definitely learned, learned a lot from him about what it, what it took to be a sports reporter. So it was a really fun experience.
1: Definitely. It could be very exhilarating because imagine seeing your favorite team in person and then being the one to cover a story
2: for a- them. Absolutely.
1: You not only get to contribute to the media organization with story, but you get to be in the game. You know, so even though you're working, you get to see what happens with your very own eyes in person, instead of like on a phone screen or in the past like a TV screen. So it's definitely really exhilarating, for sure.
2: Absolutely, um, it's impossible to be like the like the in person interaction. Like there's something like like seeing something in your own eyes, and like and technology you just can't possibly replicate that. So in person, an in person experience is always the best way to go for for anything.
1: Definitely, in this episode. We spoke to Mark Ernay, the sports director and morning drive anchor for 10-10 wins. Ernay is also a play-by-play announcer for a professional baseball team in the lower Hudson Valley named the New York Boulders, as well as college sports teams in New Jersey and New York. Ernay also spoke to our SPJ chapter last fall, answering questions asked by students enrolled in journalism courses while advising on how to enter the field. In this clip we're about to hear, Ernay emphasized that the radio needs good writers. If you are students like us interested in news writing, this clip is for you.
0: There is a desperate need for news writers for both radio stations, WCBS and 1010 Winds, because writing in general has become a lost art. And so they're in the process of trying to hire a new army, if you will, of news writers, because the the pool has been so depleted that it's really hard to find good people right. who know what they're doing and are up to the challenge of, of writing for all news radio.
1: When Mark Carnay said that writing has become a lost art, I started thinking about the news writing classes that I've actually taken throughout my time in William Patterson so far, because when I was a freshman, one of the classes that opened my eyes that I took in my spring semester was called media writing. And that class is usually given to underclassmen to be able to learn about different ways of writing for different platforms. And we had talked about standard print writing. We talked about press releases for PR. We even had to do a news script for like a news segment for broadcasting. So that was a really great class, but believe it or not, we didn't talk much about the radio when the radio aspect when we were doing the class it was virtual of course because of covid so i feel like that was something that i personally kind of missed out on you know because i think i i think that i really would have wanted to be able to learn more about what it is to be able to be on the radio and also write for the newscast so i'm definitely bummed out that that was the case but i kind of think a lot about what mark grenade said about the fact that there is such a low amount of writers right now in the industry. It, it has become a lost art because there's not many people right now and they need an army. They got to hire a new army because the pool has been so depleted.
2: Absolutely. It's really, it, it's really unfortunate. And then applies to print and it's just, and it's just a shame in all aspects of journalism, just how just our writing has, has, has gone downhill. Um, there's just a lot of bias in the media and, there's a lot of like, um, mistakes, whether it's punctuation and grammar, and it's just hard to know like who's a good writer anymore. And bloggers, it just it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to have any a uh, good writers to trust in, in the media, which is unfortunate because it used to be that you could that you could read an article and, and understand what they're saying, but that isn't the case anymore, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's very that's very unfortunate for sure. Nowadays, everybody is able to be a writer because now we have the rise of citizen journalism, for example, where now the people are reporting the news to the media. And sometimes there will be those people that will report fake news, but you won't really ever fully know if you're there. And that's why there have been many news organizations in the past that have put out different content that wasn't always very truthful. And that's a very rising case right now in any industry, not just in the journalism field. You know That happens in different industries as well. But I really didn't think in the beginning that there was such a great need for writers in the radio industry because you don't really hear the writers, you hear the anchors. It's the anchors that are always doing, whether it's morning news reports or, you know, traffic reports for people that are listening in their cars or like breaking news, even entertainment for sports, you know. You don't really think sometimes there's an actual person writing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you would think that it's basically like the anchor coming up with it on the top of their minds. So.
2: Yes, absolutely. I think radio I think radio writing is more like conversational, so it's got to be quick and to the point. And it, it really is it's such a lost art and it's such, a, it's such an underrated part of the industry. But yeah, I definitely learned a lot of, of, uh, about radio writing because it, it was something that I haven't th- thought about much either myself. And that was great. And that was great to like... To hear and understand more about.
1: Yeah, it's very eye-opening because it shows that even though radio news writing incorporates more of your voice than print does, there's a lot of writing that's still put in the process. And something very interesting that you have pointed out in your previous comment was the fact that sometimes there's people in the industry that aren't always either as skilled, that they don't fully know what they're always doing or that they're up for the challenge because Mark markernet had said in his quote that it's really hard to find good people who know what they're doing and are up to the challenge and i don't know if it's kind of because it's like intimidating or that it just doesn't come naturally to them to be able to sometimes write certain things in a short amount of words but i think that if you learn to write concisely you become a good editor Absolutely, like that, you know.
2: Writing it, absolutely. Writing and writing and editing go hand in hand. So if if, if you can if you can write well, then it helps in the, in the editing process. And I wonder too, if because so many young people today use texting and and shorthand communication, they don't they don't they don't know how to write formally. So I wonder if technology, I think technology may also play a factor in, in the lack of writers. Just just a thought I have. This, that's, that's this, a great thought, actually. In this digital era, because because nobody really, I mean, obviously everybody texts. So, it's, it, so it doesn't really have to, be, have to be formal. You don't even have to like use full words. So it's all abbreviations. So I, I think that definitely can maybe hurt students down the road.
1: For me, I'm one of those rare people. I know I'm told I'm an old soul, but I still write <laughs> fully like full words in a text message. I do. I do use some acronyms sometimes, but it's not as much. I know that there are a bunch of people who use acronyms for like every word. And sometimes I read people's acronyms. I'm like, what are you saying? I have to read it a few times, you know, to be able to see, like, for example, instead of the word before, the way it's fully spelled, someone puts a capital B in the number four. (laughs) You know what I mean? You got to sometimes read it and do a double take. And it's like, wow, they're saying before, but they're just writing it differently. Yes. But it's not actual, like, proper grammar. No. So when you really put full thought into that, it it does make you think, is this where it has come to in the writing industry? I never really put much thought into that. So I'm really glad that you have and you presented that because maybe that could be a reason why there may not be so many people either in the industry or struggle to write in a set style in the industry.
2: Absolutely, yeah, just not really taught maybe from from, a young age because everything is digital. So I think maybe by the time students have to write in a formal educational setting, they're just maybe intimidated, and, and and they don't know how to how to use grammar and, and punctuation and, and sentence structure. It's almost like a foreign language. So I think that I think I think that definitely can hurt can hurt uh, new stations and and radio with, uh, to try to find good quality writers coming out of college.
1: Well, I think that it's definitely not impossible to find those writers because there are students in not just William Patterson, but in many colleges that are studying journalism. And in these programs that are given for the journalism field, you're given the opportunities to learn how to write properly. Especially if you take editing courses like William Patterson offers for news editing, it really helps you tighten your writing and learn about how to actually write like a journalist and have credibility for it because that's very important too. You know, having that strong writing that will enhance who you are as a reporter and also how reliable you are as a source. So that's definitely very interesting to be able to consider. Well, Andrew, in this second clip, Ernie gave us some specific tips on how to prepare to get a journalism job.
0: Read as much as you can. Absorb as much information as you can. Be a sponge. And when it's time to work, don't turn down any job. Whatever the time slot is, whatever the day part is, whatever the shift is, do it because if you say no and you say, Well, I wanted to go to this party tonight, somebody else is going to get that gig and they may turn it into what you wanted to be.
1: You know, Andrew, I always knew that I'd have to make some sacrifices as a journalist, but it really was a wake up call for me. When Ernay talked about missing that big party, even though I'm not a party person, but even though I love being a reporter. I also want to have time for family and friends and just time for myself, me time, as people say. And thinking about the fact that being a reporter can sometimes require you to have to leave certain hours of the night to be able to catch a breaking news story or early in the morning before you even go to work, you may have to go earlier to be able to catch, like, a traffic report, for example, that happened in a highway, you know? To think of certain things being the case, that your schedule's very unpredictable, it could make someone kind of think, I don't know how I feel about not being in the 9-to-5 kind of job life, you know? So what do you have to say about that?
2: Yeah, I I think it just shows that whoever goes wh- whoever goes into the kind of field, in, in, in journalism, they have to be... Uh, they have to be they have to understand that like this isn't a typical nine to five job that like it's a very uh, different kind of schedule so you gotta just adapt and adjust to the that any time some some breaking news story could occur and, and that things are always constantly changing and, and, and updating so so you have to be ready at an, uh at any minute's notice and it's and it can be and again and it can be very stressful and and for someone that isn't um ready to handle the kind of demand. So it has to has to be somebody has to be something that's just ready to just go on the fly and just and just kinda always be ready because Nowadays, a news travel so fast. So, I think in this day and age, in this twenty four in this twenty four hour, seven day news cycle, that it's even more challenging because there's always breaking news and social media is always going on. So they got to be so they so you have to be ready at all times in this day and age to become a, a great journalist.
1: Yeah, that's definitely one of the problems that kind of is the case right now in the industry because sometimes for many people, I wouldn't say it almost kind of becomes like a competition, but It could seem that way you know because again people want the story now so what are people what are news organizations going to do they're going to try to get the news story as soon as possible and sometimes the price of that is trying to rush content that's being made to get the news out and it could present those risks of not putting the right amount of facts or having some errors whether it's in your grammar or in putting attributions You know, sometimes, especially for breaking news, there's not many attributions sometimes when moments happen. So it can be very difficult to maintain those ethics of journalism. It can be, you know. But again, I feel like it's skills that with time will definitely develop as you keep doing it. I feel that that's very much the case. But one of the things to consider that's very important is the fact that we've actually been able to learn from journalists in the field, which I always appreciate, which is the fact that, being a journalism reporter is not going to have you live a 9-to-5 kind of job life. That was something that Bud Mishkin also said when we had spoken to him. He said that journalism is not a straightforward path. There are so many curves. There's so many like different bumps on the road. And you could have in your contract a work time of 9-to-5, but then you're never really off clock when, when you're not working. You're always kind of continuing to work. And for some, that may be incredible because they love the adrenaline of being able to get the news first. But for some, it may not be for them. You know, Some people may not like the idea of always kind of being on the go because it could mean that other parts of their life are on pause. And I think it just goes into a matter of how passionate you are about being the reporter, what you value. You know, Because there's some people that... That will be willing to dedicate their life fully into being a reporter. That's a great thing. Kudos to you. You know, that's actually for many people right now, especially students. That's very inspirational because there's so many students that are passionate about getting the story out. Whenever, whatever, you know, they want to be a part of the cause to be able to get a story out there that could reach someone. So I think there's different opinions. On
2: that. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it all depends. And The person's um, everybody's wired differently, so it, it, it's just a matter, it's just a matter uh, of how you think. And like, um, some people, some people, some people are really like, really like on the go, they're, they're ready in a moments, moments where some people want a more structured 9 to 5. So, I think, I think journalism requires a, a different kind of breed, and that not everybody's wired for it. But if someone wants to be the kind of person that breaks news and 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 teaches people about what's going on and can make a difference in their, in their com- communities, then. It can be a very rewarding job for sure.
1: Definitely. I see rewards in being a reporter every day. You know, it just goes into what it's all about being in the field. You know, if you're passionate about informing the community, being a watchdog, being a gatekeeper, and just going out there getting the news and building connections, then this really is a field that may be meant to be for any of us or anybody that may be listening right now. You know, I think that what Mark Ernay said is just made to get you thinking, what do you want in your life? What kind of life do you want to live? And sometimes it's important to be able to have those reality checks. (laughs) No pun there. But sometimes we need those reality checks in our own lives, not just in WPSPJ events. Sometimes we need that in our own personal lives. So with that being said, what Mark Ernay ended up telling us in this episode is one, There's writing everywhere and there's a need for it, especially in the radio sector, which I didn't put a lot of thought about. And maybe you guys listening didn't either, but there is a need for radio news writing in the industry. So if there's anybody that's interested in news writing, definitely take advantage of this opportunity to be able to be a writer. You know, it makes a difference for the news industries because people listen to the radio everywhere that they go, whether it's through streaming or it's in the car. There are still people. Trust me, I still listen to the radio. I love radio. So there is definitely a need for that if anybody's interested. And also with Mark Renee's other quote, it makes you think, what is for you? Do you want to be a reporter? Maybe do you want to consider a different avenue? But in being a journalist, it requires you to have to dedicate yourself to being a full reporter and going out to get the news and being an accessible person. You know, that's what is part of the industry. And I think that it's just good early on to be able to learn that because it can either make you even more passionate to get into the field or it could make you want to consider a different avenue, which is more than okay, but that's what these podcasts also help in for everybody which is being able to give people advice on what you may need to know about the journalism field through professionals and also how we as students feel about what's going on in the industry so this is a voice for not just the reporters of today but also for the reporters of tomorrow
0: Thanks for listening to the WPSPJ podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at WPSPJ. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.